0: So, I hope you get your steel toed boots on today. Uh, Might step on a few toes. Don't mean to anger and upset anybody, but it's what God's given me, so here we go. Praise the Lord. Father, I just give myself to you this morning and pray over this word that it will produce in us what you desire a maturing, a settled peace, knowing that you love us, Lord. You're working in our lives. To grow us up in jesus name amen and amen i won't i don 't think i, I won 't be very long this morning, but uh, I got my car running so I can <laughs> jump in and leave i 've had some scriptures just going around inside me i can 't get rid of them so here we go this one especially uh In James chapter 3, it talks about the tongue. And in verse 9 and 10, it says, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of men. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Let me read that again. Talking about the tongue. Tongue. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of men. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not to be this way. If I had a title for this morning's message, it would be, Watch Your Tongue or Watch Your Mouth. God wants us to be people that edify, that bless others and not tear them down with our words. And I'm speaking as a man with a man with, a, with some experience in that area. For, for many years, I was somebody who would, I'd keep everything kind of bottled up inside, and then I'd erupt. And I'd yell, and I'd shout, and uh, my kids know. You know, it's funny, my kids would say, my kids would say, what do you, what, grow up, what are you doing all this, why don't you grow up? You know, my wife and I'd be arguing, we'd, we'd be yelling at each other and fighting, and uh, and I'd say, "Why don't you grow up?" And then they got married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd, 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 we'd argue. we you know, the problem was every, we, we we wouldn't concede. We we both wanted to be right all the time, and so we but we'd hurt each other. And That's what God doesn't want us hurting each other. God doesn't want us, uh, you know. You know, I read. About, I read this. I don't know what this. This is. I think it was a Rick Joyner book. I'm not sure, but I read. I read this in a book years ago, and the the the, the story kind of comes to my mind, but I forget the book. But it, it was two two people were arguing. It was talking about deliverance and demons, and these two people were having this really uh, heated argument, and God kind of pulled back the curtain. And, and showed them that in the spirit realm, there's a demon talking to this one. There's a demon talking to this one. Now say this. Now say this, and just putting thoughts in their minds because the devil knows the person that you're arguing with knows just how to push their buttons. And that, and that happens, especially in especially in marriage, uh, because we know each other so well, and we, because we love each other so intensely. Uh, you know, you, it seems like it seems like the person you hurt the most is the person you love the most. Somebody say amen. But God, God you know, and, and God, God's been, God showed me years ago that scripture in, in Corinthians, that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. It says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men as flesh, as to babes in Christ, as to infants and babes in Christ. I gave you milk to drink and not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you're not yet able, for you are still... Car- I like, my Bible says fleshy. I like the King James says carnal. You're, you're still carnal. You're still fleshly. Why? For since there's jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and are you like walking like mere men? And when I read that, it's like, that, you know, I was, I was carnal. I would get upset. I would argue and fight and fuss and and it makes me that makes me mature i don't want to be mature i want to be i want to, you know i want i want to be a mature christian i want to be somebody that god can use and if and if, if he's going to use me then i got to get a hold of my emotions and not let them rule over me and control me and not and not hurt people with my words amen good preacher pastor thank you Let no one unho- Ephesians 4.29, listen. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. The King James says corrupt communication. And, and the Amplified Bible puts the word ever in there. I love that. Let no corrupt communication ever come out of your mouth. But only such a word. It is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. Whew. Here's a homework assignment for us. Let no corrupt communication ever come out of your mouth. In other words, if I don't have something, you know the old saying, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. And it's not that, it's not that you can't address a problem, but you've got to address it the right way, in the right spirit. Can I read you another scripture? Amen. I'm done anyway. This you know, brethren... But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. I didn't get one amen. I didn't get one amen. I'm trying to make this light. <laughs> this, is, this is critical. You know, the Bible says life and de- death and life is in the power of the tongue. And we, a lot of times when we say that, it's, we, we, we kind of relate that to confessing the word. But we've got to do more than just confess. We've got to watch what comes out of our mouth. Not just the, in our relationship with people. And sometimes you've got to bite your tongue. And you, it, we, we can address problems, but we've got to address them with the right spirit. And God showed my wife and I that a long time ago. That if we, if we, even if we're right in what we're saying, like if we're trying to discuss, if we're trying to discuss a problem or something, even if we're right in what we're saying, if we're saying it mad, we're wrong. So we got to, we got to, we we we'd say, we'd say, let's pray. And I'd feel like I don't want to pray. And we'd get on our knees and I say, I I just pray angry. I would pray mad. But it's better to pray mad than not pray at all. And I'd rather pray mad than yell at somebody and hurt them and wound her. I tell you, I love my wife so much. I'd, 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 I'd hurt her, I'd wound her, and then I'd, I'd feel so terrible. I'd feel like I'm such an idiot. What's the matter with me? So this is, this is a while ago. I haven't, I've been, I've been pretty good lately. I really have been. <laughs> It's true. I don't want to be an immature Christian. I don't want to be a baby Christian. I want God to be able to use me. But it's more than just you know reading my Bible and praying. I got to I got to treat others the way. It's a golden rule. You got to treat others the way you want to treat you. Would I would I want them talking to me that way? If I don't, then I got to treat I got to treat them that way. I got to treat them right. You got to treat people right. Because you know what God loves them and God. God cares about how I treat his daughter. He really does. I said that to my future son-in-laws. Before they got married, I said, you know, God, God, really, God really cares about how you treat his daughters. So you better treat her right. Joyce Meyer tells a story one time. She said, my husband and I, Dave. And Joyce Meyer and Dave, they've had their... She said, my husband and I, Dave... We're on our way to a meeting. We've been on the road for a couple hours driving, and we're going to this meeting, and the meeting, by the time the meeting's over, it's gonna be, what, nine, 10 o'clock, or something like that. And we, we hadn't an eaten lunch, and my husband's getting hungry. So we, we were about a half an hour away from the place. He said, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna drive through this fast food place and get a hamburger. He said, you want something? She said, no, I don't want nothing. I'm getting ready to preach, I don't want anything you sure? Because I'm hungry. And when I get this burger, I want to eat it. I'm hungry. So if you want something, let me know. I'll be glad to get it for you. But if you want something, let me know. So she's like, no, no, no. I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. So he drives through They get the hamburger. And he starts eating his hamburger. Of course, the the smell of it's in the car. And the juices start flowing. And she she says, do you mind if I have one bite? It's like, I told you, if you wanted something, to order it. I'm hungry. I want to eat this hamburger. OK, forget it. I don't want your hamburger. I don't want your stupid hamburger. And here, here, you know, here it comes. Here, here. And he, now he's upset, and she's upset. Here, have a bite. Take a bite. Throws it up on the dashboard. No, I don't want it. I don't want your stupid hamburger. Hey, I well I'm not eating it either. So here's, and it's about 20 minutes later, they showed up at this church. And they pull into the parking lot. And the park, it's a good-sized church. They've got parking lot attendants. So he said, we drive up to the parking lot. Dave rolls the window down. Praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? God bless, you know. It happens to everyone. John Osteen, Oste, not Joel Osteen, but John, his father. He tells this story. He, he said, my wife, Dodie, has this, has this knack of remembering people's names, so I would forget people's names, and I'd show up on Sunday morning, and I'd see somebody that I hadn't seen in a couple of a couple of weeks, and I and I couldn't remember their name, and I'd turn around, and I'd say to my wife, I'd say like uh, three rows, three rows up, uh, for four four seats in, and she she'd look and she'd say the Johnsons, and I'd turn around, and I'd go Mr. And Mrs. Johnson, so good to see you, so good, blessed to see you this morning, you know. So I said, one day, they were on their way to church. They were fussing at each other. You know, there was a time when my wife and I used to say, it's best for us to take two cars to church. Each coming in our own car. Anyway, so they were, they were kind of fussing on the way to church. And, and he, he says, I totally forgot. The service started. Praise and worship was over. I get up. I stood behind the pulpit. And I, and I turned around, and I said to her, I said to her, uh, four rows back on the aisle and she looked at me and she said, Repent. <laughs> Colossians 4, 6. Listen. Let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Wow. Let your speech... Always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. there are times when doing this will take great restraint, because boy you know when 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 things get heated it you just you just want to you want to dive in there and let it rip, we have to watch it. Proverbs is that scripture. In Proverbs twenty-five. And twenty-eight it says, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Like a city that is broken into walls without walls. What does that mean? It means the enemy can just come right in. There's a man who has no control over his spirit. I feel so good today. Praise the Lord. My wife and I, we're just too old to fight anymore. Too old and too tired. I would have had a hard time preaching this 25 years ago. We went on our 25th wedding anniversary. Our kids, we, we were dirt poor. We were, we were at that stage in our life where we, we were broke, 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 broke. And our 25th wedding anniversary, our kids, uh, we, had a, we had friends of ours, the Petnelli's, Mike and Mary Petnelli, were living in, where he was stationed in, he, was, he had a civilian job with the Navy and he was in Bermuda. So our kids brought us, and they said, come visit us to Bermuda. So our kids brought us tickets, and we went to Bermuda and just fought the whole time. It was terrible. Isn't so so we're we, we, were, we were flying out of Oneida County when Oneida County still had flights. We were flying out of Oneida County, and we we've been we fighting all morning, yelling, screaming. Yeah, but we're, we're going on this trip. Yes, we're not going. Yes, we are. No, yes, we are. We get in the car. We're driving. We get all the way down to Fort Stanwix, going out of Rome, and I don't have the tickets. And we're late as it is. So I go back home, I get the tickets, I come back there, and they cancel the flight. I mean, it was terrible. We had a... So anyway, hallelujah. You know, see, the, what does the Bible say that in John 10.10? The devil the end, the end, devil comes to what? To steal, kill, and destroy. What's he want to destroy? Your marriage, your family. So he, wants to, he wants to destroy that first of all. Break it up, but if you really love each other, if you really love God, you want you want to treat others right. In Proverbs, where's that? Proverbs eighteen. Proverbs eighteen nineteen, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a citadel. Well, if someone gets offended, the wall goes up. You probably, you probably know some people that they say, "Well, I haven't talked to my sister-in-law for twenty years because she da 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 da." da you know, they blackballed her, blacklisted her, and they haven't—they've just written her off, or she's written you off. People get upset. A brother offended. It's harder to be one in a strong, strong city. It's harder to get that thing turned around, because here's what here's the problem. We say things, we say things when we're mad, and then people think that's exactly that's how you really feel. The devil says that's how they really feel. And it's not really. It's just their emotions. Listen, First Peter two twenty three talking about Jesus what's it say it says while being reviled he reviled not in return i we read that again while being reviled he did not revile in return while suffering he uttered no threats but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously Proverbs 19 I mean Psalm Psalm 19 verse 14 Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of men. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. God, help us to watch our words, to have our speech be edifying and lifting up, not critical, not demeaning, not degrading, not hurt, not wounding, but walking as spiritual people in God. Somebody say, Amen. 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 Well, that's it. Praise God. Father, Forgive us, Lord, for our immaturity. Forgive us for the times we yielded to another spirit, not your spirit. Forgive us for the times we've hurt and wounded others with our words. We repent, O God, and we commit to be people who speak the truth in love, who speak words of edification, who build up and not tear down, who love and and walk in love and speak in love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, praise God. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry, and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.